Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Brittany. And we are... For Colored Nerds. The conversations that black people have... When white people are not in the room. But we record them. And we put them on the internet. Yes. Welcome. Welcome back. (laughs) We made it. Yeah. Uh, How's it going? You know what? Despite the fact that I'm living in Trump's America... Oh, my God. Already. (laughs) The thing is, like, he's not even president yet. He's just doing so much... Hearts. Wild ass shit. Yeah. Um, but despite the fact that we are already living in Trump's America, um, I actually feel uh, okay. You know, I have um, something we didn't get to talk about. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I just had Thanksgiving. Yes. And I hosted it at my house this year. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I actually, like, I was, I think my family was mildly skeptical mm-hmm. because I will give them credit. Like, my apartment used to be really, really fucking ugly, but I worked at it. <laughs> you actually haven't seen it since it looks I, nice now. I haven't. I remember you haven't. what it was. Though. No, it's nice now. I worked at it and it looks way better. And so they came in. I think they, I was like, I'll, I'll host Thanksgiving. And they were like, okay, all right. And then, like, my parents actually, like, they showed up when I walked in the door. You know, like, on, um, like extreme home makeovers mm-hmm. when people walk in the house and they're like, <gasps> and that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the house looks, it looks normal now. Yeah. Like it looks nice, but they like, couldn't believe it. They thought that I was still living like how I was before. Well, that's good. Yeah. Congratulations. I mean, you're not in college. <laughs> right. So in it's college. good that you took the, you took the time to like upgrade, yeah. upgrade your situation. Yeah. I'm 29. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to buy multiple bottles of alcohol and wow. serve multiple dishes, bake two pies, clean my house, put up tables and chairs and shit. Who made the turkey? Did you? I don't do that. You don't I've never turkey. cooked a turkey. I don't see the purpose in me learning how to cook a turkey. My sister's going to be so pissed because she cooks it uh-huh. and I'm never going to learn. Yeah. And, you know. It's actually, to be honest, it's not that hard. Well, you know what else I've heard? So I've heard a little birdie down in New Orleans told me that Popeye's turkey is amazing. Popeye's what? turkey. The turkeys they sell at Popeye's. I, I actually didn't know Popeye sold turkeys. Well, clearly that's how, you know what? That shows that you're living right because that means you haven't been in the Popeye's <laughs> within the past month. <laughs> Like me, yeah. personally, yeah, no, they have Popeye's turkey, and it is, from what I've heard, it's amazing. But yeah, no, no, I don't do the turkey or anything like that. Right. I do other foods. But yeah, Thanksgiving was popping, you know? Yeah. What was, you been up to? I mean, same. Uh, we did Thanksgiving with Carla's family. It was nice. It was cool, because we got to see Eve play around with her, like, other young cousins. Oh, yeah. Because she used to be, like, she was too young, she couldn't walk. Well, yeah, now she's running now around she, and stuff. Yeah, now she's, like, running around, and, like, she loves, like, older kids, and she always wants to, like, play with older kids. Uh-huh. And now it's, like, the first real time we were, like, okay, we trust these kids enough to, like, 
yeah go do your yeah, thing yeah. and they're gonna like murder you yeah uh yeah and it was really it was just really sweet it was really cool to just see a whole bunch of kids and there was like there was like a puppy like it was like Wait, a very idealic carla's sister's kids scenario. were they there yeah they are fun yeah they're <laughs> they are fun hey real <laughs> somebody uh so one of them came up to me the younger one she is i think she's six mm-hmm. and she she leaned carla and i were sitting on the couch and she leans over to carla to uh, to whisper in her ear and she goes he has a very silly face <laughs> talking about you <laughs> yeah and it was like it was in a whisper but at a volume where i know that she knows that i could hear her <laughs> and i was just i just looked over and i was like thank you and she was like <laughs> and then hopped off the couch and ran away so that gives you an idea of what i was dealing with the whole weekend it, just but makes, it was great it gives me hope for our future honestly right <laughs> here the kids are treating you like that oh yeah well you know we'll see i just want her to get older so i can like you know be equally mean back and be equally petty back right? yeah the fact that you're waiting for like a six-year-old <laughs> to like advance another like 15 years so that you could finally roast them just shows like the state of your emotional maturity but you know i also know a little fact about you that you did some travel recently yes yes i went to cape town i actually went to i went to a few places in south africa i went mm-hmm. to cape town i went to uh mcgregor and then we drove around and made a bunch of stops in kind of the wine country yeah. that's in between and man i must say it was it was amazing like south africa is very very beautiful and Everybody was really, really nice. That's nice. Yeah, it was cool. Everybody was real. Shouts out to to all the black folks in in South Africa because I didn't run across one who was like who treated my ignorant black ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, in any sort of way. So everybody was really cool. That's it was nice. really nice. That's really, really it was beautiful nice. too. Like man, I mean, the pictures that you took were unbelievable. And the thing is, I take very shitty pictures. You- like, honestly you do i'm glad you know that I'm, about yourself oh, you're I'm, worse than i am because i'm very bad you're worse yeah i don't like i now that they have the like ruler thing on I the camera that. it gets a little better but uh-huh. like i take terrible pictures but like you could not take a like a bad picture in cape town it just God, wasn't possible that's amazing yeah it was beautiful you traveled as well i had i did travel i mean i've been in a couple places recently i mean i got to go to stockholm which was cool i went there for a couple days and honestly stockholm was like the one of the it's like one of the dopest cities I've ever been to. Oh. It like everything there, like you can pay for a card with everything. The tip is included in everything when you pay for it. Mm. The food is amazing, and like I can't digest anything. I can't digest dairy. The only things I can digest are like meat, fruit, and vegetables with no problems. Mm-hmm. Everything else, it's a fucking gamble. But I was eating everything when I was in Stockholm. I ate cheese first thing in the morning, bread yeah. every day, and like. I felt like I never have felt better. What is the like? What is the dominant cuisine there? Like, Honestly, is there one? I'm gonna be honest with you, okay? It's very close to IKEA food. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, like Which is not that's not that bad. No, IKEA it's food not that is bad. like on a on a good day. Yeah, it'll do you right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like really seriously, like meatballs with like brown gravy and mashed potatoes and fucking lingonberries is some real shit that people in fucking Sweden really eat but it was like it was like a, there's a lot of great food and like the people were not like nice like I mm-hmm. think people in New York are nicer Yeah, they were like generally aloof and they were not as up in your business as people mm-hmm. in New York people in New York I feel like they always claim that they want like more personal space, yeah. but really they just want to be as close, physically close to the person as possible. Eavesdrop on conversations, yeah. try to read your phone, try to smell you. And everybody in Stockholm was very like chill. I mean, I had a, I had a great time. I rode a bike. Yeah, I rode a bike in the traffic, which I've never done in my life. So, okay, hold, we should stop. So one, Brittany riding a bike, 
like I'm talking to like just want to make sure people know. I'm not talking to you right yeah, now. Yeah, I know, Brittany. I know. But like Brittany told me she rode a bike and I just I had to take a step back. Yeah. Because I've been trying to say like so I bought a bike a couple years ago and every time I talk about riding a bike she's like no no I'm gonna I'm, like I would die because no I'm gonna tell you well this is the thing some background I had a very serious car accident that I got into when I was 17 and I have like all this metal and like and screws and stuff in my right arm and so I've been wary of activities that would cause me to break it again because I break it again it like is paralyzed. walking. No, that's like, not true. First of all, living. Eric, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna pull. <laughs> I'm not even gonna pull the receipts that I have. But no, I don't believe in riding your bicycle in New York in traffic. I think it is one of the most dangerous things you could possibly do. And going to Stockholm and riding a bike there, where they have like a real concrete median that separates people riding bikes from traffic. I was like, we live in a barbaric society. Like, <laughs> literally, like you know the way Eurocentric history has made it seem like these people who are like Vikings and stuff were like mm-hmm. living at like the peak of culture when in actuality they were all dying from diseases that people like <laughs> in Africa <laughs> like were like, have you considered washing your ass? Like, yeah. like it would keep you from like all of your teeth from falling out. Um, yeah. I feel like that's like the same thing. Like we have this really great idea about American exceptionalism and like, and, we can't and even, even get also bike lanes, right? Right. And I'm like, these people, they got real bike lanes. They are really riding their bikes. Like, it's not that scary. But then I came back here and I saw me. I was like, maybe, like, after I rode my bike in Sweden, I was like, maybe when I come back here, maybe I'll be emboldened. You should do it. No. And then ride I came back and bike. I saw people doing it and I was like, this is fucking dangerous and I will never do this shit. And the fact that people in New York ride their bike in traffic with no helmet to me is yeah. like, you are asking to die. Well, but... Going back to what I was talking about before you tried to attempt to roast me, I had a great time in Stockholm. I the shopping is incredible and the food was incredible. And honestly, it was just like if Stockholm had like way more black people in it, it would be the best if mm. it would be the best city in the world. Um but yeah, no, it was it was a cool place and I got to go to a couple other places. I went to Missouri, I taught at the University of Missouri, went to Tampa for a wedding. Mm, and Tampa. actually, yeah, I had it was I mean, I'm tell you what, it was nice to go to Tampa in October. Compared to here. Yeah. I went yeah. to Tampa, I had a bunch of Puerto Rican food. I had a great ass time. And you know, and you know, holidays are coming up, going back to Michigan. Oh yeah. I, like honestly, I'm Oh, are you going to be here for Christmas? We're going to be here. So like I've been I've been really excited to just chill cuz like even with like Thanksgiving was awesome. Don't get it twisted. Like I I actually really loved like hanging <laughs> out with with uh with Carla's family, but like you like we were, we, it was very much a relaxing time, but you were relaxing like in somebody else's space. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it wasn't my space. You know, at the end of it, you're like, I gotta put my shoes back on. I have to get all the way back to where I live. Exactly. So I'm excited to just like have Christmas in my apartment mm-hmm. on my couch. You know what I'm saying? Like without a whole lot of people. Maybe a Popeye's turkey. Yo. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna have to investigate. Oh yeah. I'm gonna call, call and see. I haven't had Popeye's in a long time. We actually also haven't like. There's been a significant drop off in like Popeye's discussion on this podcast too, which is sad. sad that is me. sad. You know, I mean, po- I mean, yeah. I guess I really haven't had the opportunity to go as much as I would like to. The main way re- way that I end up at Popeye's these days is that when I go grocery shopping with my partner, even though we don't live together, so this is a very not think about it's, it's a, yeah, it's no dumb no activity practical. together, but it's fun. <laughs> but there's a Popeye's next to it, so we justify going to Popeye's by being like, we don't want to shop hungry. Yeah. You know, we used to go because there's one on the way to the park. I know um, exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. And like that is really nice because like we'll like walk Eve to the park, go play and we'll come back. We're like, 
eh, we should stop the Popeyes. Yeah. We've justified this. We've yeah. done some physical activity. Yeah. But it's too cold now. So, like, now, you know, we're never, like, walking in that direction. And it's, yeah. like, slightly too far to walk just for the Popeyes, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, sad times. But we're going to figure something out. We're going to figure something out. I mean, I've been thinking about that recently, the fact that, like, I didn't want to do something yesterday. And I was like, I feel like it's too cold outside. And then the other side of my brain was like, bitch, you think it's cold now? Yeah. <laughs> Give it two months and see how the fuck you feel. But... You know, I'm glad we've been talking about holidays, winter, <laughs> end of the year, because that <laughs> brings us to what we're going to talk about today. I'm really excited. I love, I'm going to, I'm also like just nominating myself as leading this conversation. Oh, okay. Sure. Because, you know, I care a little less about, right. about what, what I'm we're saying, about to discuss. Listen, people like it. Okay. No, no, it's true. I, I like, I don't, it's not useless. No, it's useful. So any way... <laughs> Um, what we're going to talk about today, this is our last, first of all, this is our last episode of the year. Yes. Um, we will be back. We'll be back in January, but like, we're going to take a break because we deserve it. Uh, but, you know, at the end of every year, you know, my birthday just passed. My birthday is mid-November, yes. November 15th, right smack in the middle. And every year before my birthday, I think I've talked to you guys about this last year, I like to put forth some yearly intentions. And... Intentions are not resolutions. They're things. It's like something. It's like a talisman that you carry in your pocket as opposed to something that you are actively like doggedly trying to like fix about yourself. I kind of resent that about resolutions that there's this thing, you know, that you must change or even if you change it, that it doesn't require maintenance. I like intentions because it's like it's like a guidepost, basically. So. Um, what we're going to do today is we're going to share a couple of our intentions. I think Eric said he only has one because he likes to be difficult and obstinate. (laughs) Um, I have two. And, uh, you know, just things that we want to focus on in this next year of our lives. 2017, Trump's America. Mm. Yeah. Could be the last year ever. <laughs> Let's hope not. We don't know. <laughs> kind of um, invested in this little person. I know. Also, too, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm invested in a little person. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, like... Like, yeah. I would love... Like, I want to... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. are, are they going to make a third Sex in the City movie? I don't know. I want to see it. <laughs> you want to stick around. Yeah, I want to stick around. Um, So, I will... Yeah, you should kick us off. I'll kick us off. Take it away. Okay, so... I have two intentions that I will share with you guys today. They're the two most important ones. I had a list of, like, a longer list, like, nine or ten. But, the like, you know, as I've been dealing with my first two weeks of being 29, I've noticed that two intentions are way more important than the others so the first one is that i am aiming to be a kinder person in the next year i tried i like was trying not to be like "Mm." like when you said you did it though but you just did it well no i didn't actually do it though it doesn't count unless you actually do it like in the moment me holding it back and referencing it is slightly different but i think that's i think that's beautiful please why why do you want to be a kinder person (sighs) i want to be a kind of person so i'm just first i want to sidestep all this garbage you just spewed (laughs) at me um and second of all um i just you know i feel like something that i've realized in the past couple of weeks um, really in in the past, like, yeah, almost month now that um, we have had President-elect Donald Trump. Um, and also, too, in all all of the trimmings that are coming with that as yeah. we're watching this cabinet develop. Um, I And also just other stuff, too, like this Walter Scott, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the Slager standstill that we're currently at right now. I'm sure by the time this goes to print, things will have changed. But like right now, like there's one juror that's holding out. You know what I'm saying? In in the decision of whether or not, like... 
Somebody so, receives justice. Yeah. Exactly. And to me, this is a situation where it's, you know, it's pretty plain. Yeah. And like, you know, the world is just like, it's a, it's a already a hard place. And for a lot of us here, it's going to become even harder if it hasn't already within the past few weeks. And I, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about like what may be required of me in my work. And also just, you know, re- what's required of me as like a citizen. Mm-hmm. But like, I-, I also been thinking just like about what's required of me as like a human being. What human shittiness have I been putting out that isn't really required? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I don't think I'm alone in that. And I think that if you think that I am, <laughs> then you're probably a huge dick. Yeah. But yeah, just like, what could I do to actually just like make people's lives easier on like even the smallest scale? Um yeah, like, what can I do to not be such an asshole? Because it's really easy, especially, like, you know what I mean? Like, living where we live, we're, like, doing the most mundane tasks are, like, ridiculously difficult. New York is, like, one of the only places where even if you have a ton of fucking money, yeah, like, getting your groceries is still, like, unnecessarily difficult. Yeah. doesn't matter how rich you are. You're never going to go downstairs, get in a Porsche, and drive to the store. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. But, um... Yeah, like, it's really easy to sort of get caught up in, like, oh, this is what's happening, and this is what everyone is doing to me, and this is what, you know, these are, like, my grievances for this week or whatever. But, like, I just don't think that, like, I don't think that, like, the world actually has time for that type of bullshit. Yeah. And also, too, I'm getting older. I don't really have time for that type of bullshit anymore. So, you know, that's that's something that I'm thinking about. I want to be actually a genuinely kinder person. Not just nice. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of the time I am very nice, but like actually like, you know, I think that kindness is something a little bit more, it's a little deeper. Yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, you know, trolling aside, I think that's great. Like, and that's something also I've like noticed in a lot of like, I'm trying to, I don't don't want to just say my black friends, but like in the black (laughs) community, you know, Uh uh, around us, like I've seen over the past like month or actually longer than that, like people have taken like a surprising interest in like how other people are actually doing. Yeah. Like how, like how are you doing? Are you okay? Are questions I'm hearing at a higher frequency than I think I've ever heard. And yeah. like genuinely at being asked to like, not just like, you know, you see somebody, Hey, how's it going? Like, no, it's like, Hey, like, how are you? Yeah. Um, and people seem like concerned. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's, good practice um and i think it you know especially as the world continues to seemingly spiral out of control Mm -hmm. you know it's going to be if nothing else like ever more important yeah so like one of the things you said is like you you think kindness is something different than just being nice and i think that's i mean i i would agree but i but like say more about that kindness is like i think a little bit more of like a practice it's sort of like it's like a an approach that can come out in your actions or can come out in your words but i think that like niceness is something that you can just you can perform it you can slap it on you know what i'm saying like everybody knows how to you know everybody knows how to meet someone and be nice yeah i think kindness is deeper because i think that like that sort of gets into like your assumptions mm. like what are you assuming about what somebody thinks about you what are you assuming about what someone's motives are yeah what are you assuming about you know someone else's value it's you can be nice to somebody even if you don't think that they're valuable do you know what i mean yeah you can be nice in any capacity but kindness is a little bit different kindness is a little bit i think more like trying to really appreciate the humanity of another person Mm. and also too like 
speaking personally, I have also realized that like I've been in a position like I've been in plenty of positions in much of like my not my youngest life, like my growing up time, but like a lot of my young adult and adult life to be constantly on guard, whether it was in certain professional situations, definitely relationships. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've had a lot of reason to be on guard with other people. And I realized recently just sort of like there are periods of my life where I should have been suspicious of other people and I should have been on guard and I should have, and and it made sense for me not to lead with kindness, whether that was like because of an actual threat or just because like it was a reasonable like that was a reasonable defense mechanism for me to have yeah. developed. But, you know, I've realized in the past year and a half, like my life has actually been pretty good. It isn't a big adjustment. I don't think a lot of people talk about from like things being messy and crazy and absolute shit to make a swift, you know, change in the opposite direction. It's a lot to adjust to. And I just sort of realized, like, I don't need to be so on guard all the time. I don't have to yeah. be so on guard all the time. I don't have to be so suspicious. Granted, there's still a lot of people around here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who are, you know, hot ass mess. It should be avoided and looked at with suspicion. But like that doesn't always have to be my go to assumption. And I realized recently that's just like where I'm always coming from. And it just doesn't have to be like that. Like I'm expending extra energy. It's not necessarily kind. You know, it's not like it's necessarily going to make me happy. Um, it doesn't help me be able to foster or improve relationships with other people. Also, like especially now more than ever. And this is something that I said to somebody that actually got me a date in 2010. Us black folks got to stick together. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know, yeah, like, I don't, like, I I can't believe I'm using this word in a serious sense. But just like, you know, I think, I, I think when you're talking about, like, in the past few weeks, people have been asking genuinely each other, how are you feeling? Yeah. I have been feeling a shift in, like, pettier grievances. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Sort of uh, dissipate. And, um, yeah, and I just, I, like I said, I think it's like, I don't think that we have time for me to be anything other than, like, actively trying to be as kind as possible to the people that I come across. Yeah, I think mean, I think that's a great point. And actually, just one last thing on, on something else you were saying. I mean, I think you mentioned, like, not having to be on guard all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also think, you know, to give you a little credit, but also just as, you know, as we get older we're better equipped to respond to those situations when they happen. Mm. So you don't necessarily have to have like being on guard as like your default. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that's, I think that, I think that's really, I think that's really nice. And you you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to sharing a similar sentiment. You you guys couldn't see this, but like literally (laughs) my whole jaw dropped open. Like, Oh my God. We'll, We'll see. We'll see. So I think this is actually a good spot to take a break. All right. Well, we will uh, we will be right back. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because the charcoal mess. Great. Because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh. Why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, Hello. Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. (laughs) No, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. 
Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, we're back. We are back. And we're talking about yearly intentions. Yes. Eric, do you do you have any intentions? Right now, my one... My one intention. We did this last year, mm-hmm. and you know, and I, I'm, I'm again, I'm open to it. I guess I'm trying to think in, in terms of the reasoning for my pushback, other than the fact that you suggested it. Um, I always find it difficult to forecast what is required of me. Uh-huh. You know, I'm someone who thinks about possibility a lot. Yeah, like, the, like what is actually going to happen and what would be required of me as a result of all those things happening is something I've spent probably an unhealthy amount of time. Possibility is your, <laughs> it is your favorite word. Yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time like going over that. And so like when I think about intentions, like I'm always like, well, if I intend to do this, there's so many different things that could change that would require something completely different. It almost is like worthless to do that exercise. But mm-hmm. You know, fair enough. I'm, you know, I'm willing to play along. Yes. And like speaking to that point, I guess my one intention is to try to create a bit more flexibility in my life and my own like personal reactions to the things that are that like happen. So speaking like to what I said before, I think a lot about the different possibilities and I make. I make plans. Oh, I know. You discussed before. You have an A plan, a B plan, a C plan, F plan, T plan, W. It runs to like double letters and then numbers. Exactly. <laughs> Roman numerals after that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's great. And I think that is one of my strengths. Like, sure. You know, I... <laughs> I I was I did I said that without a hint of snark. I really meant that. I right. do think it's one of your strengths. All right, well, I appreciate. All that. strengths can be weaknesses in excess, though. But go ahead. You, <laughs> I fucking hate you. Uh, but yes, so I think that's one of my strengths, and it's something that I do value about myself. But I, I also can recognize that sometimes that creates a bit of rigidness in terms of how I actually step outside of all those scenarios. Mm. And you know, I recognize like now my life is just becoming increasingly more complex you know yeah there's no scenario where things will necessarily be subtracted it's like for the for like for the rest of it it's oh only, you're gathering moss all yeah. the time man <laughs> it's like only addition uh, so you know what i want to do what i what i what i intend to do unless at least in this next year is to i, I do think it's still important to plan uh, mm-hmm. But I do want to be a bit more flexible in how I respond to the different like like and growing needs of my life, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's like spending more time um, with Eve when she needs it, you know, or even, you know, Carla or what work needs or what for color nerds needs. I just want to make sure that I am 
as flexible as possible to be able to respond when some needs like grow in a way that I didn't anticipate, especially when the world seems to be changing at mm-hmm. such a like rapid pace, yeah. like to the point where it's, you know, it's dizzying to even try to anticipate what's going to happen mm-hmm. on Twitter, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. not, let alone like in the actual real world. You know, I think that flexibility is going to be important because a lot of times I'm, you know, I'm even thinking through, well, I wonder what will happen like maybe if, you know, if Trump did this or if Trump did that and like that, like that's one area where I, I recognize like that is useless. Mm-hmm. But being flexible with the things that are happening will allow me to like provide a bit of focus to the things that actually require focus, you know, like the people I care about in my life. Wait, so what do you actually like? What am I going to do? Yeah, I want to know what well, you're going to do. So, OK, so like what do you, I want to I also am very very curious to know what flexibility looks like to someone like you. Well, I mean, these are these are very good questions. So, okay. <laughs> a lot of times when I plan, yeah. You know, I'm planning to get to a specific result. Yeah. Like I want to get this thing, I want to do this thing, a positive this, outcome. Positive outcome. And so when something happens that like like causes a detour, I get stressed, as anyone would, you know? Yeah. Because I'm like now is this result not possible? And it just takes me a significant amount of time. Usually I get for for like for a while, whether it's a day or a few hours or even five minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm very like I'm almost like paralyzed in like a intense pressure of mm-hmm. trying to figure out like now this thing that I wanted that I ultimately wanted just isn't possible. And eventually I get over it. But that period is like dark. You've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. Like that period is really rough. And for me, what flexibility looks like is instead of lingering that moment for as long as I need to be there, taking a step back and saying like, okay, regardless of this thing that I was pushing for, Uh I need to pay attention to this. You know, I need to pay attention to like, to what is the, like the immediate situation going on. And I need to just deal with that sometimes. You know, just pay attention to how that is going to work. So you're and talking then, about being present. Being present, sure. Yeah. Is that why you asked for my acupuncturist information? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I like want the TS build. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, I like I. You mentioned going to acupuncture and just mm-hmm. having like a thing that like you consistently do to mm-hmm. treat yourself, but also to relieve some sort of stress. Yeah. You know, whether I believe in like the utility of that, like the process of just having something I do that it's only real purpose is to either treat myself or to relieve, you know, some stress either mm-hmm. directly or indirectly, I think is a healthy thing. I think that's a really good idea. Honestly, like I'm going to be honest with you. It's been interesting watching you, you know, to develop, especially as a father, because your partnership was already established, you know what I mean? To yeah. So switching to being a husband is like kind of like a natural progression. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, watching you adjust to being a father still, because I feel like it's like a long, long-term adjustment. Um, yeah, especially is. like <laughs> when you're doing with the first kid, it's just sort of like everything is new for the first time. Because um, I know by the time my parents got to my younger sister, the, their third kid, they were just like, all right, yeah. you know what to do, like autopilot. But there's so, how do I put it? I feel like the default for fathers is like, under involvement Hmm. um and so like when you're an active like when you're an active parent and not only that like the the default for fathers i think is under involvement the social expectation is Hmm. certainly under involvement and then additionally like self-care for men i think is so 
like under discussed. Yeah. Like even right now, I put his business out there. Right now, my boyfriend is going to get his hair cut with like his very best friend. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they're going to do together. And it's like, I don't, you know, I feel like there aren't as many activities like that that yeah. are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that no, that men accurate. have like access to, or even that there are like huge industries built around. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if I think about like, you know, I see, like, I know Carla, she's a wonderful mother, but I also know that she has all of these, like, I know like, cause she uses really good hair oil when she goes mm-hmm. to get her hair done. I know that she goes to get her locks retwisted and, yeah. you know, and dyed and whatnot. And like, that's a thing that she does. And that's also like, it's socially expected and accepted for women to go do stuff like that. Yeah. Like, if I think back on it, like, my dad did have certain things that he did for himself, but they were usually quieter. My father's a Maxinista. My father's the original, like, TJ Maxx ideal customer. Like, mm-hmm. that, that was, like, something that he did that he enjoyed. He would go get his hair cut by himself, like, every other week or every weekend or something like that when he had hair. And that was something that he enjoyed. I mean, you know, yeah. you're not necessarily in that category. <laughs> but I, something I have noticed as your friend is that, like, you don't really actually take the time to go do nice stuff for yourself. Yeah, I don't. I mean, straight up, I don't. Like, literally, um, the other week, Carla and I were talking, and she was like, um, let me put all our business out there. She Mm -hmm. was talking about planning, like, a girls' night. She was like, all right, you're going to plan it. I'm going to plan a girls' night, and, Uh you know, this is something I'm going to do. And she was like, and what are you going to do? And I was like, uh, I'll find something. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I mean, I was like, I, I don't know, but I'll, I won't be here. You yeah. know, like, like in saying like, I'll clear out and like, you guys are good. You have your space. Yeah. But I didn't know, like there wasn't a list of things that like, oh, you know, I could go do this or I could go do that. Yeah. Like I, to be honest, I, I still haven't figured out what I'm going to do with that space. But, um, but yeah. And like, you know, in terms of like self care, like I'm not completely devoid of it, but yeah. I do sometimes delay it so far for where that, you know, like it's pushed out so, so far that yeah. it, by the time I get there, mm-hmm. it's not enough, you know, yeah. like I've, it's just too much accumulated stress <laughs> yeah. for it to relieve. So I want to do that more often. Yeah. To allow me to deal with the stressors as they come, as they pop up immediately Mm -hmm. and like exist in those in in those spaces. And stresses is maybe a strong word, but deal with the the situations that might pop up. Well, it's like, I mean, stressors, like, I mean, stressors is like, you know, doesn't have to be a negative. Yeah, it doesn't even coming here this morning. Like, it's is a day where we really not supposed to be at work. Yeah, but we're here here. (laughs) again. We had to have shit to talk about. I mean, that in itself even is like, you know, it's a recurring and small grade, like low grade stressor, but like it does count. And even just like, I don't know, I feel like leisure activities i feel like men are usually expected to be doing some sort of leisure activity reading the paper watching tv going to meet friends at a bar to watch a game um going fishing and stuff like that like straight men are always like they're assumed to be doing some sort of leisure activity but i'm glad you made the delineation of self-care like the same way that the assumption i think for fathers is under involvement or under investment and then like the like and then the additional assumption that they're doing leisure activities maybe like just vegging out or even hanging out with friends yeah like you being such an an, like an engaged parent and a really good co-parent um and and even just you know even the fact that you said they made the delineation like that you're moving towards self-care that's very important i think that's a good first step thank you so yeah i mean that's you know that's all i really got as in terms of the intentions but um but yeah i mean i think i i do think you know that for me is is going to be very important as as I've accepted how, you know, how my life is, is, is changing. Well, it's also, it's a marathon. Like, even, like, I don't have any kids. I'm not married. But, like, 
it's like I realized this year that like I it's totally possible to completely run out of juice. And like it's like there's no reason that I should have to like there's never going to be a point at which like everything is just every single thing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. easy. And every single thing is checked off. It's even I look at my parents and they're retired and like they just came back from an amazing two week vacation in Kenya and Tanzania and they took all these awesome photos and, you know, they did they had like this incredible time. But it's like and they don't work. So it's like they were vacating from what i don't know but like i think about it and i'm like okay well these are people though who are like you know caught up doing estate planning yeah. you know what i'm saying like they're stressed out about what are they gonna do you know what are they gonna have in place for me and my sisters when they pass away yeah. or worrying about health or you know being able to be present for the milestones of you know their kids and stuff like that like it there's never a point at which you can just like you know just like sort of like you know clap your hands and everything is done so it's a marathon it's not, ain't no sprint yeah, and if you're sprinting all the time, you will run yourself the fuck down. I've I've gathered that. Yeah, <laughs> you watched me, but I feel like I, the whole this whole year was basically me having a protracted meltdown. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad that you mentioned that. And, and you know, I think it's okay that you only have one intention because my second intention is actually more of me sharing something with all of you, including you, Eric, mm-hmm. that I have learned in the past year. Oh man, I'm I'm ready to receive. So we we're talking at the beginning of the episode about how, you know, we've both been doing a lot of travel recently, you know, whether it's for work or for fun or to visit family or whatever. Like I, in the past six weeks, I went to like Tampa, Missouri, Stockholm, Boston, and like throughout the rest of the past year and a half ish, like I've been going a ton of other places. Yeah. Um, but like something that like really hit home in the past month when I was traveling a lot was like, I mean, this is like the simplest thing and everybody knows it, but like, you know, I realized that I was still stressed, even though I've become, I was definitely burnt out, I would say by the end of this past summer. Mm-hmm. And even like a few months after that, I was still like pretty stressed out. And I realized a couple of things. Um, but the most important one was like, it didn't matter where I traveled to, everything that was bothering me at home was always there because I was there. Like wherever yeah. I go, yeah. you know, there I am. You. Right. Yeah. And I spent a lot of the past year doing a lot of really awesome things. I've gotten to, ha- you know, I've had so many amazing professional opportunities. Personally, I've experienced a lot of growth. I have a fantastic relationship. Even just something as simple as hosting Thanksgiving for my family, for me, was a big milestone. Being able to, like, afford, you know, to yeah. host, you because know, that shit is expensive. Yeah. And, like, and your family ain't small. And my family ain't small. Or, and they're not cheap is the other thing too. <laughs> not cheap dates and they don't like cheap shit. So I had to like, you know, being able to afford that and without having, you know, needing any assistance or having to skimp on certain things, it felt really good. And still though, like throughout the most of the past year, I was not happy. Mm. <laughs> like I really thought about it and I was just like, I wasn't happy. And it was like, there are all of these things that I always thought that if I got them, you know what I mean? Everything mm-hmm. would just change. Like yeah. if I had an amazing relationship, which I do, I thought, oh my God. Like fixed. Every, yeah, fixed. And like I thought like, you know, if I have a job where I'm like well compensated and I'm doing work that I enjoy with people that I respect, oh my God. I thought, I, you know what I mean? I just thought there are people who like are my colleagues now who I've been reading or listening to their work for forever. Yeah. And it was like, I thought if I had all of these things and it would make me happy and it honestly didn't. I spent a lot of this year being not necessarily like, more depressed like there's been periods of my life where there was a way more shit popping you know what i mean where i felt like like there was like an emergent situation right mm-hmm. where like that obviously took all of my attention all of my energy but just like on a day-to-day basis being employed being in a relationship like 
I wasn't really happy just in my everyday life walking around, which is not to say that certain things, many things about my work made me happy. A ton of things about my relationship made me happy and in my friendships and my family life. But like me, myself as a person, I was unhappy. It took me all till this past year until I was like in the middle of Missouri in, I mean, I'm talking like I landed in the airport and there was nothing but farmland around. And I was like, you know, like in this like bed and breakfast by myself, like going to teach these kids like an amazing opportunity that I really thoroughly enjoyed. But it was like, I realized like, you know, my reason for being unhappy didn't have anything to do with anybody else or anything else. It had to do with like what my ideas were about like when I thought that I would be successful, when I thought that I would be deserving or worthy or good enough for the things that were happening. And like, I realized that it was only me who was shifting that goalpost. Mm. You know, yeah, that's me. It doesn't matter where I work. It doesn't matter where I live. It doesn't matter how much money that I make. It's like literally, I mean, no, money does matter. <laughs> like it does. It does matter. Money. <laughs> I'm saying, but but in so much as money alleviates your everyday yeah. stress, beyond that, it doesn't really matter how much you have. There's always going to be some sort of moving goalpost, and um, and you know something that I would like to share with you mm-hmm. as your friend, and also with you, the listeners. There's like no reason. Like life is hard enough as it is, even with all these amazing things that I have going on. There's a whole bunch of other shit going on that is fucking crazy yeah. with me and in the world. But like, there's no reason that that I, me myself, or other people have to you that you have to put yourself through more. And that is that is the thing that I have learned that like you know there's nothing that you can purchase. There's nothing that you can. There's no place that you can go. There's no job that you can have. There's nothing that you can acquire mm. that can alleviate the pressure that you are putting on yourself and you know and so like the gift that i would like to give to everybody this holiday season is just like you know like just you only have to be good enough for you and then beyond that you know everything else is gravy but like you only really have to be good enough for yourself and the converse of that if you are not good enough for yourself then nothing will ever be good enough I mean, I think that's very true. I mean, I'm curious as to. So, I mean, one one of the questions you asked me that, I, um, if I'm being honest, I wasn't prepared for earlier was like, what are you, what are you putting into practice to to? You asked me what what am I putting into practice to be flexible? Yeah. Um, and I feel like I gave a good answer, but <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> think credit. on my feet. I'll give you credit. Sure, <laughs> but no, I'm, but I think I, I would totally agree with what you're saying, and. I mean, I'm someone who does the same thing. I think you would obviously agree. I would agree. Um, But I'm curious as to how you're approaching checking in with yourself enough to make sure that you're instituting like being happy and confident with yourself. Like, like what? Yeah. Like, what are you changing? What's your how does your process differ to be more happy with like who you are and what you're doing? Well, that's an excellent question because I've been thinking about that. Um, One thing that I'm trying to do is to slow down. Yesterday, I've been off work for a little while, you know, just on a little staycation. Hmm. In my case, staycation is code for I was too broke to travel anyplace else. But if I had continued to go to work, I would have eventually like punched somebody in the face. Yeah. Probably you. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but I um, yesterday I had a couple things that I had to get done. And like the day before I had been extra and like made this really intense to do list of all the stuff I felt like I had to do yesterday. And then I started like working on some of it yesterday and I was like. Like, what are you doing? Like, this, some of this stuff is extra. Some of the shit you can do when you actually go to work. This is your time off. Just, like, look. Like, what is actually, like, slow down before you start, like, 
going off the rails, which is another trait you and I have in common. Yeah, before I started just like spiraling into whatever, um, I was just like, what do you what do you need to do right now? Like what actually needs to be done today before you can move to like, you know, whatever your plans are or your next steps are tomorrow. And then like only focusing on that. Also, like, you know, I mean, I talk to myself all the time. You do. I do talk to myself all the time. You know what it is, is I had a I had a job where I worked with this like 70 year old white woman who I adore. I was just thinking about her this morning. I miss her so much. Joanne. That was my girl. Um, she talked out loud to herself all of the time. And I think after like a year of working with her, I just also I got, that. yeah, I just like started doing it. But I talked to myself all the time, but also just asking myself sort of like, ooh, this is a good tip for you guys. There was an episode of On Being with Mary Carr, like the poet and writer and memoirist. And there was this thing that she said that really stuck out in my mind where um, she like went, she was like institutionalized. She had like, alcoholism problems all while she had kids and like was married and stuff like that and she had seen her mother go through that too and she sort of felt like you know well my mom went crazy and i'm going to too and blah 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 and she said that when she did when she finally was like institutionalized when she had young kids she was just like she sort of like acquired this peace Mm -hmm. because like the thing that she feared most was actually happening um and something that she learned in like getting sober and also when she was like you know in inpatient care was like you know like so you have these fears and you have these worries asking yourself like, okay, what is your source of information? Like, where are you getting, where are you getting this information from? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, everything is so bad. I'm going to get fired. Yeah. Who told you that? Did your boss, did you get an email? Did you get a phone call? Like, you know, just sort of like keeping myself from jumping to conclusions and like, you know, from making assumptions. Um, uh, cause if I think back on it, I can think of like several points this year where like I jumped to conclusions or made assumptions about certain things and I ended up shooting myself in the foot. Now, granted overall 2016, I would say was net positive. Um, as far as like my actual everyday life, like, mm-hmm. um, the world <laughs> TBD, TBD, TBD. <laughs> I'm going to give it to December 31st to make the final call. But, um, yeah, just sort of like actually slowing myself down. There's something that I, you know, another thing that I realized is that like anything that's stressful shit when you're an adult life is bureaucratic process shit when you're an adult like you know barring you know some sort of like catastrophic you know accident or catastrophic event for the most part if you're going through some shit it takes a while for that shit to turn out do you know what i mean yeah there are so many phone calls conversations days that pass waiting there's so much wait and see that like usually there's time yeah there's time and yeah so just like actually slowing down the pace at which i think things are happening is much faster than the pace at which things are actually happening. So that is my that is my goal is to like to slow down and also like to space out my work better mm. and to build in more time where I'm actively doing things with people that I really like that have nothing to do with work because the work is never going to end. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's no use running yourself down. Shit's going to go on forever. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to actually slow the fuck down. Well, I mean, I think that's I think that's good advice. Slow is you know my. I, like, it's your nemesis. Yeah, I've, I'm always fighting against slow, but I mean, I think that's a you know, it's a reasonable, it's a reasonable thing to do with yeah. my flexibility that I'm trying to acquire. Yeah. You know, maybe that will be one of the things. I'm hoping that, I have that you'll do. actually physically stretch. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know about that. Although you know, I used to do yoga. When I used to do when? yoga, this was in when like, was this? When no, was I this? did yoga. When I'm shaking I, my head. I'm sitting here like, when the fuck? This was, was this? before you moved it. Before you moved it, I used to go to yoga for the people. 
I pay my little like two dollars. Yeah, yeah. Time yeah. It was like two dollar donation. Yo, I was just about to say before you were I was gonna be like, yo, going to yoga to the people any less than twenty times does not count. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, it was probably uh, on the whole less than twenty times. But, <laughs> but no, I used to go and it was it was really nice. It was really nice. The uh, some of the like you know like people like farting and like some of the sounds used to throw me off. But you know, it is what it is. I don't know that I'll go back i mean that's something that's, yoga to people is crowded it's like crowded you know the room is always kind of smelly. yeah you have to travel to manhattan it's a yeah. lot of drama but uh but you know i'll figure something out yeah. i don't know if it's actually gonna require stretching we'll see we'll see but no on the whole i you know as as, as i've been slowly admitting this was a useful conversation i think this is you know it's important something to think about and i hope that you know everybody else does think about it too because yeah stress is real man shit will break you it will break you 2016 on a stress level <sighs> Are you kidding me? Like, that almost took me the fuck out. So I'm looking forward. 2017, I realized, like, the world is in a... Is in it. Crisis? Yeah. I think it's a I mean, fair yeah. word. I think that, like, yeah, the world is in crisis. I have a lot of stuff that I have to figure out with work. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we're trying to do with the show. Now that we have Bethel, who's sitting in the room with us right now. Yeah, I um, know it. It's already getting exactly, better. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's just a, there's so much to be done. And there's so much that is in flux and so much that is in crisis. It's just like, why make shit worse? That's how I feel about 2017. Why make it worse? What do I need? Why do I need to do that? I don't. Well, we're going to work on making it better. Yes. And you want to know how you can help make this show better? (laughs) Uh, You can do that by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Five stars only. Yes. Or... You can give to us on Patreon. Yeah, you could do both. You could do both. You could also um, buy some of our For Colored Nerds merchandise. Yes, yes. We have t-shirts of various colors. We have tote bags, which are awesome. I have one. And we have mugs. Yeah. Let me know what else you want. We could do it. Within reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys so much for hanging with us for another, like, full calendar year. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So if you didn't know, For Colored Nerds is hosted and produced by me, Eric Eddings. And me, Brittany Luce. With additional production help from Bethel Hopte. All right. So um, so we will be back in the top of the year. We'll be back top of the year. Bye. Bye.
Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.